<sighs> Go. You know that coffee spelt backwards is Efok? Just to let you know that, you know, when you don't have it, I don't give Efok until I have coffee. And that's Greg. That's Greg <laughs> sitting in his chair telling funny jokes. Embargo backwards is oh grab me. Can't confirm. Why are you bringing this up? Seems tough. It's Greg. Shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Bezos. It is so Bezos. Jeff, your workers are underpaid and overworked again. Oh well. Always home <laughs> behind him. <laughs> God damn it, Bezos! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nanner News. This is our fifth episode. Uh, we have now lasted longer than any show that has ever had less than five episodes. You so. nailed that one. All of those shows damn. we've outlasted. Crushed it. We have so much news this week, and uh, we are going to talk about it, which we are prone to do. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, something every time we're near microphones, we actually break out in a case of conversation. Uh, so Here's News it. Team 5. All right, so I just wanted to... Start with some updates on some stuff um, and some real quick things to go over, um, which we're going to start with November. No, it's November, everybody, no, and, it's which not. means that PlayStation and Xbox have released games mm. on their respective platforms, PlayStation Now and Xbox Game Pass. This one, the, the six that are being released in November, will not only be able to be played on the PS4, but they will be able to be played on the PS5. Neat. The spaces. Huzzah. So you have uh, F1 2020. Nice. Which did look kind of cool as far as racing is concerned. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's a yep. mm-hmm. pretty. I mean, that's ra- pretty much it. Pretty racing heavy game. Yeah. Uh, Injustice 2, which did not look as good on the racing front. No, but really, really good on the fighting front mm-hmm. and the superhero front. Uh, Rage 2. What's the deal with the Rage games? The post-apocalyptic game. Just the- real free roamy kind of game. Sort of. Yeah. It's like Borderlands, but not quite as yeah, The vehicle, co- vehicle combat's pretty good in it. <clears throat> right. I believe isn't the running supposed to be like the moving mechanics and all that stuff mm-hmm. really good? My time at Porsche. Okay. Yep. yep. It looks a little bit like uh, like a uh, uh, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley yeah, sort of that thing. Line, yeah. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Now, which this is... game... Isn't that old as hell? No. No. No, it's new. Uh, t- well, not new. It's like 2017 or 18. It's a few years. Um... It was... Uh, but it's the Royal Editions coming. Right. It was the uh, a medieval era shocker, I know. Um, but it got a lot of rave reviews from like diehard gamers and stuff because the combat was super, super unforgiving uh, and it had a limited save system. Yeah. You also have uh, Warhammer 2 Vermintide. I have never played a Warhammer game. Neither have I, but I know I do it is want this. popular in certain niche uh, communities of the nerdom. Because, yeah, as far as I know, Warhammer was just mostly like a D&D type back in the day, and they've just launched all sorts of things around the IP. So that's uh, PS Now. And on to the uh, Game Pass. Let's do it. Game Pass has a selection that I... I, I that has I some, like some goodies. Pass. I do, too. Because I have it. <laughs> 
disclaimer that we here on Who Wants Bananas do uh, do not hold any preference over one console or another unless it's an Xbox. All right. <laughs> we In which no... case we... Okay. So the games that are coming out to Xbox are Celeste, which <clears throat> so excited about. You raved about it. I've never played it. So those of you that don't uh, know Celeste, it's an independent uh, game release that was up for Game of the Year but lost to God of War. Great game, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, then you also have Comanche. Okay. Helicopter shooter. Ooh, that yeah. actually does sound pretty cool. Bold in these day and age. I uh, agree. Deep Rock Galactic. It's okay. a uh, co-op FPS uh, featuring space dwarves, 100% destructible environments, procedurally mm-hmm. generated caves, and endless hordes of alien monsters. Is I've that heard... the one that's 2D? Nope. No. I, there, there used to be something like that. There were like space Vikings or some shit. Yeah, something like that. Um, but no, this one I've, I've heard good things about. You can just kind of tunnel through everything and then find stuff. See, that's pretty dope. It's like Astroneer if there were a lot more guns. Right. I, I like that. I like a lot more guns. I uh, also have East Shade, which uh, you are a painter traveling the island of East Shade. Nice. And you have to capture the world on your canvas. That sounds like a really neat game. It's a, I bet it's going to be a neat concept. I've never played huh. it, but I'm curious on that it, one. It seems a lot like Passpart 2. Now, here's one that combines a little bit of everything everybody loves. Knights and Bikes. That's my favorite. Knights and Bikes. That one looks like an adorable, was it a little turn-based RPG, like kind of hand-drawn style, I think? Yeah, it's a it's a hand-painted. Um, it's a coming-of-age story. Oh, very where, nice. Uh, the, these two people exploring the coast of Penfersey on their trusty bikes. Looking for a lost treasure and a Goonies-inspired tale of excitement, danger, fun, and friendship. It looks absolutely delightful. Yep, delightful. And uh, going in the opposite direction, you have Ark Survival Evolved, Survival Evolved Explorers Edition, coming on November seventeenth. Which just has a bunch of expansions with the standard game. I don't like that that game has two subtitles. Ark Survival Evolved. Explorer's Edition. It really does. It's you do not see it very often in game titles where there are two colons. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a joke here somewhere, but yes, but it's beneath me, just like my colon. Mm. And now that we've done that little teaser, we're going to actually go now into. All right. So this week's headlines. Uh, we're going to start with Facebook. Um, they have launched a cloud gaming service with only free-to-play games. See, I'm into the free-to-play, but I'm curious as to how well you can play the games. Because there's been streaming services before in the past that have come out with free-to-play games, but the streaming quality is just really hot garbage. True, but Facebook is just kind of... They're basing it more on the mobile games that are free-to-play, so like Asphalt and things like that. Things that are designed to run on a phone. Mm, Mostly so they probably don't have to boost that much they could probably load a decent chunk onto just streaming sticks um, True. or whatever that might be and just not take up a very big footprint i mean google has been testing just uh instead of like i forget what they call them like quick apps you can use the app but you don't ever actually download it right you're basically just streaming the app itself kind of like a web-based thing so if these are just effectively really fancy flash games at this point right I mean, if the games are entertaining, it's it. the fact that they're doing it is great. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to be able to do in the future. Maybe they can branch out to something not really on the mobile game market, because I've never been a huge fan of mobile games, personally. Well, tying to what we talked to about um, Fortnite, Facebook has not released it on iOS. I did know that, because they're going to have the same problem that Stadia and everybody has, where everything has to be reviewed, yep. and it just takes for fucking ever. So, well, Facebook might have the the advantage of basically running it as a web app, 
be like, hey, just go to this website. Or if they, in Facebook, you click a button, it just goes to a website. Because at that point, if you're using a website, they Apple... can't say no to it. Right, Apple can't... Um... They can't just block websites on Safari. Right. Probably could. Well, I'm also wondering if they're playing a game where, with all of this legal battle stuff going on with these corporations, if ultimately they think that down the line someone's going to tell Apple it can't do that anymore. Eventually, they will get to that point. It's just a matter of how long is it going to take. There's there's going to have to be hundreds, maybe not hundreds, but like there's going to have to be a substantial amount of examples where they are affecting the market in such a in such a way where it gives them an unfair advantage in order for at least the claims with Fortnite and everything, or I'm sorry, Epic, uh, Epic v. Apple with all of that stuff going on in order for those claims to be validated, there has to be a lot of examples. Right. So hopefully in the future we see something because shame on you, Apple, but here we are. Yeah. I'm curious to see, you know, where it goes again. It's, it's, I want to see what their library is. I want to see how it looks. I want to see how it plays, but, it's something that they're they're trying to get into the streaming just like everybody else, and we'll see if it's it, where it's you know, moving goes the way of Amazon or if it you know goes the way of something much more successful than what Amazon tried to do, like I, Game Pass. Well, Amazon's hasn't failed yet. Oh boy, it's real close though. It, I, I mean, is it? Well, here's the telling factor: is it out? I don't even know what it's called. Luna. Oh yeah, no, that's I. Is it out? It is actually. It, it, uh, it it'll. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know if it actually is. I was more talking. No. I was more talking about the Amazon Studios. Oh yeah, with their yeah. game. Yeah. No, I think this just feels like a way for Facebook to kind of rejuvenate their old game market with like Farmville, Mafia Wars, and all that. This just seems like a way to get people into it easier because now more people are on their phone. But games weren't. Super I've been waiting optimized. for Bejeweled to make a comeback for a while. Oh yeah, Candy can- Crush. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Fun fact, Luna was supposed to launch in October. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it got delayed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 2020. What's well, not getting cool. delayed? So, yeah, that's Facebook. Um, our next headline is uh, has to do with Silicon Valley. So what's happening is because of the um, pandemic. Mm-hmm. By the way, for those of you that are listening, we ha- are in the middle of a pandemic. You may have heard of it. Um, are, are forcing some people to leave Silicon Valley in sort of following a trend that's been going on for a while now, where a lot of staffers from the area are moving um, across country and mostly living in mountain communities in Idaho and in Colorado and in Utah. All right. And um, brain fart. Wow. Wow. So because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. these companies are allowing them to work wherever they want. So you yep. have all of this money and all of this, um, you know, all this wealth coming into these areas. And these transplants are adding a lot more business in these areas as well as, you know, a, a lot of, you know, nice homes. As a consequence, though, everything's getting really expensive. Which makes sense. It's the trade-off. Right. They're moving in there. They're building expensive homes. They're buying up houses probably at higher the cost just because they can get them there, and it's jacking up the market in a lot of these smaller communities where, um, you know, people don't make that much money. Um, So, for example, there's a town in Montana where a lot of people from Silicon Valley are moving to. It's about 50,000 people, uh, probably, so about half the size of Manchester. Mm Mm-hmm. And the home value 
rose from four hundred and thirty thousand to five hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in one year. That is a substantial jump. Right. So you're talking about pricing people in their area out of their homes you right. know, if this stays this way. Now, I don't know if it's going to stay this way, um, but you know, a lot of tech industries, I would imagine, even before the pandemic, had people that worked remote you know, cross-country oh, yeah, because they absolutely. could just work and upload stuff. So um, you know, there, there is a positive that it in, you know, gives money into the community, but also a negative in that it's, it's raising the price of everything. Right. Right. Yeah, that is, that is the drawback. But yeah, in a world where everything is remote nowadays, I, I suppose this is an unforeseen side effect. But I do hope, you know, because this seems like an initial shock value, you know, so hopefully everything rebounds and, and levels back out. Yeah, and the benefit, too, is if they stay there long term, you know, you, you are building, you know, smaller communities of tech that you're sort of doing Silicon Valley lights and minis right. that could hopefully partner with colleges or high schools in the area, vocational schools, you know, view them as places that you can send people to to get, you know, a better education in the gaming industry or right. sound or tech and that kind of thing. So maybe long term it's good, but it's certainly, you know, in the short term, it's it's not good for anybody that wants to, you know, buy a home. However, if I'm living in that area and the value is going up, sell your house. Yeah, right. right? I mean, sell I it. would. Yep. Might as well go move somewhere else. If I'm living in a, in a $400,000 house and all of a sudden it's worth five. Done. See ya. Bye. Right. Goodbye. Peace. Just move to whatever the new version of your town is. Right. right. Go where there. The, where the value is And good. wait for Silicon Valley to come to you. Right. <laughs> Just buy a house at half the cost it would yeah. be. Ball out for a little while. Yep. Yeah, have a good time. And then and then dr- name drop that town to the Silicon Valley people living in the town. Be like, hey, I'm... This place, that this I'm place is great. It's great. Just spend a few years spreading some rumors. Yes. You're gonna love it. It's if really you like quiet. Montana, you're gonna love you're gonna love this. Iowa, right? <laughs> you, you meet some tech people, and they're just, oh man, I'd love to, I'd love to. Like, dude, property value is so cheap. I got my house at a right? steal. Yeah, imagine there's like, we'd love to move over here. It's like, well, well, what's cool is that there there are a lot of think tanks now popping up because these people are now you know finding other people you know in the industry around them that they're able to to meet and talk with and. Um, so that's, that's great. It's a lot of good stuff happening. Yep. Shrouded and meh, but it'll, I think overall it's a good thing. Right. All right. Uh, a real quick update on, uh, Elder Scrolls six. We had talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, the about Phil Spencer interview and all that. Yep. About Bethesda's parent company being bought by Microsoft and, um, you know, the possibility or the comments being skewed to make it look like Elder Scrolls six was going to possibly be an exclusive, and we've now understood that it's not. Um, yeah, they've come out and said, nope, we're not that doing certainly that. Certainly there are some games that they produce in the future that could be, but Elder Scrolls um, has always been um, cross-platform, and it sounds like ES6 is going to be. However, the big news <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Gasp. is that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be a day one Game Pass <gasps> game. Greg, that's amazing. Tell me there's more news along those same exact lines. Not only is Elder Scrolls 6 going to be a day one, Starfield's going to be a day one. We don't even know anything about that game. If it ever sees the light of day, you'll be able to play it on day one. It's day one could be much, much, much further away than ES6's To be one. fair, they're also saying, so this was all based off an interview with Todd Howard. Uh, that was just done a, about a week ago, maybe a little bit less. Um, and he went into a little bit more detail. So it's all verbal. There's nothing visual, no videos, no pictures, no nothing. But he went into a bit more detail on Starfield and what they're actually doing with Elder Scrolls Six. Um, and he indicated that we're gonna, it's gonna be some years before we even see Elder Scrolls Six. 
Um, but with Microsoft being there and the fact that Bethesda has always been a big supporter of Game Pass, that it is very likely is the I think the exact phrasing was very likely that it'll be a, a day one uh, Game yeah. Pass on launch. Well, also, he talked about the fact that they're doing a complete gaming system overhaul. Right. They're redoing both. how they do all of it. But the benefit of that, though, is is. You know, you're getting yourself, setting yourself up for the future. Plus, Microsoft has added eight more creative studios yep. dealing with this stuff, too. So you're going to see, hopefully, maybe the timeline moved up. I think he might be saying it's, you know, he's being very obscure about the release date because he doesn't know what's going to happen. True. You know, and it's, even if it's three years to two years, but well, I, I'm wondering if adding these creative studios is going to help move the, that up. The trend when it comes to Todd Howard... And this is just some things that I've read in a couple different articles on this topic. Uh, I guess there's a running trend with Todd Howard that when he starts hinting that games are we're looking at, you know, long time distance between now and when the game's going to come out, years even, it usually comes out like within a year of these sorts of conversations when he starts having them. Um, so there's nothing set in stone; it's all speculation. Um, but I will say with them revamping. Uh, how the games work. They're they're focusing more on procedural generation with Elder Scrolls Six. Um, I'd be very curious. Do you guys remember back when the PlayStation Five was first initially being announced and they were showcasing a lot of stuff you can do with it? Like you, for instance, you remember the Unreal Five that, engine, that Tomb Raider esque yes. trailer? Yep. I would be so curious if they could actually utilize the Unreal Engine Five for Elder Scrolls 6. Because what you can do with the Unreal Engine 5 would definitely explain why they're overhauling everything that they have in place currently for Elder Scrolls as a series. It would make a lot True. more sense. Yeah, if they can if they can get those textures and everything to pop in cuz it's going to be a massive game. They, the Elder oh, yeah. Scrolls games haven't not been huge. Um, but if they can get everything to kind of pop in when they need to and do yep. all that, which it's kind of the, the draw of and they, the PS5. They also hinted at in the article, um, in many of the articles, because there's a lot of different reports on it, but um, that the they're they're pushing the technology to to the limit, basically, with what they're trying to do. <laughs> to be fair, you you hear that about every blockbuster game that comes that's out during fair. the entire life cycle. <laughs> I think that the benefit that they have though playing for them is that Skyrim is still so popular. It's mm -hmm. been ported so many places. Everything you can even play it on Alexa. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot yeah. you could do that. <laughs> so I think they've bought themselves some time. Like it's one of those things that I mean, Skyrim's almost ten years old. Oh yeah, and it's still super popular. So it's not like you know they're it's really over ten years old struggling. I thought it was like 2011. Well, Google it. Um, so I think they have some time to really you know do it because again, I think you were right. I think they're going to. I know. I think they're going <laughs> to try and make Elder Scrolls Six another Skyrim where it's going to last ten years or so. So they're going to make sure that right out of the gate it is top of the line, full of content, ready to go. No bugs. Yeah. No bugs at all. No bugs at all. Right. None. Um, <laughs> now, no more arrows to the knee, though, which right. would be disappointing. I, I mean, well, I I have literally nothing to go off of aside perfect. from the fact that it's an opinion. No, well, not entirely. Okay. So, so you have something to go off. The facts of. are that Microsoft now owns the company that owns Bethesda, mm -hmm. majority share in Bethesda, basically, and Obsidian. Correct. But Obsidian, they've owned Obsidian for a while. True, but they haven't owned anything near Bethesda for a while. 
True. So they own, effectively, the two studios that were involved in making Fallout New Vegas. Which was probably the best of that series. And Obsidian just made Outer Worlds. Also, Greg is going we're to not, fight you. We're not he, getting into that conversation. Because Greg <laughs> and most people love Fallout 3. Hate New Vegas. <gasps> what? Hate it. Oh, no. Look, I I can respect the case for Fallout 3. I've never played it, so I can't pick a side. I'm in the same boat. I, never I mean, I'll, I'll take Fallout 4 over New Vegas. Fallout 4 was great. I never beat it. Yeah. But I'll take Fallout 76 over New Vegas. Wow. I'm, okay, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. Kidding. That was a low blow. Speaking wow. of which, that's on Game Pass. It is. It sure is. And I on still Game didn't Pass. download it. Neither did I. <laughs> that's, I'm not looking That's where for it that. is for you. I, I was it's, scrolling down and I was like, oh, nice. Fallout's. No, I don't. Like, it's cool that it's there because it means that the, the buyout's working. But, like, at the <laughs> same time, I don't play Elder Scrolls Online for the same reason I don't want to play Fallout 76. Oh, Elder Scrolls Online is amazing. Don't even. I played it at launch and I fucking hate it. It's free. It. And it's amazing. Yeah, now it's free. Yeah, the like year how... two overhaul is badass. Wait, <laughs> I don't even play Fallout seventy six, but Elder Scrolls is free. You should play that. Yeah, it's awesome. Some people say about seventy six. See, my problem was with with the whole online Final Fantasy fourteen version. online is also good too. My problem with the online version for the Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76 Online, those games to me are not meant to be online games. And when you start trying to have them be MMO... Well, you're very much a story-driven person. And when you get into something that's so story-driven and making it that big, you lose it. That's definitely the... the, Yeah, that's got to be it. (laughs) To be fair, (laughs) I just want Fallout 4, New Vegas, whatever. But give me like, I don't know, a four-player... Story, like I would love in... like an offline co-op, couch co-op. Well, not no, because I don't want like the MMO aspect, but I would love to be able to like hop in and be like, "Hey, I'm playing a game. You want to hop in, and we'll just do whatever." Yeah, if they if they made if Bethesda pulled a Destiny and did it where it was just like you had the different regions you could go to and just you could do it on your own, but it's like, "Hey, I'm going through the raid today and Fallout over in Washington D.C. Want to come?" They'd be like, "Yeah, okay, cool, let's do it." Yeah, basically. That'd be dope. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, um, Borderlands, effectively. Yeah. Just have your squad in there. Yep. Do your things, and then whatever, you each have... Everybody's effectively playing their own game, but when it comes to fighting, you guys are right. fighting I mean, together. we're all on the same page that we just need better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need I, better. I want well, to share Let's make my... Obsidian make another Fallout. That'd be super right. cool. Yeah. I, Give I him I another wanna, shot. Greg. I want to share my, my Fallout games with people. Not 76. Fallout 5 is just going to be set in 2020, so. I mean, it, we're pretty close to making our own Fallout game here soon. That is true. That yep. is true. Now, speaking of Fallout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do it. Sometimes when you have Fallout, you need to get to a shelter. And what shelter except storage for things and your family and your well-being? What else has storage that's in the news? Next-gen consoles. That's <laughs> such a bad Segway. Oh, next gen consoles. Tell me about the usable storage stuff. Speaking of things that aren't usable. <laughs> yeah, that's way Jesus. better. <laughs> Fucking crap. Well, at least he tried. I mean, he made more of an ever than I We're did. We're still waiting so. for you to try. I'm yeah. not going I to. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a plan with that one. Yeah. I really had to shoehorn so that bad. So, what we're going to talk about is all alleged. So, do not take yes. anything that we say with any sort of. We're just spreading the rumors along. Yeah. 
So it's been leaked that uh, the this the next gen storage usability, um, meaning the usable storage, the part of the hard drive that you can use to save games that isn't used by the operating system, um, that's been leaked for the PS5 and the Xbox Series S. Um, the Xbox Series S has been rumored to have a 364 gigabyte usable storage on its hard drive. Keep now, in mind that came. It's it starts at 512. Yeah, and it is rumored that the it is is been stated that the operating system of the X is 140 gigs, which would it makes sense. Make so that sense. correlates. So. However, not a lot. Now, what Xbox is saying is that the games are going to use 30 percent less storage than the X because they are made for 1440, not 4K. That's fair. However. If you're expecting this console to last you a few years, eventually the games are going to get to a point where you cannot use the storage. They're going to be too small. You do have an option with Xbox in terms of buying the really outrageously expensive $220 expansion drive. I hold hope that by the time you need that, it will be cheaper. Right. Right. Now, that's compared to the PS5, which has been rumored to have a 667 gigabyte usable Storage. And correct me if I'm wrong, but out of the box, they're not touting a one terabyte, correct? They're like 800 something. The PS5? Something like that, yes. yeah. Right. And which is more concerning because PS5 games are big. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're very graphically intensive. I feel like they're going to be very big. And I don't believe there is an expandable option with the PS5, right? There was the rumor of the swappable memory cards, but that ah, was right. never confirmed. So the PS5. You can, and they do show you and let you swap it's out the internal. It's way easier on PS5. I will well, actually, say that. Sorry, I did read in the article that PS5, that Sony is offering their own version of the external. It's 500 gigabytes um, external. It's cheaper uh, than Xbox, That's, but... The thing is, I don't know if Sony's doing the same thing. So the, the big issue when it comes to the expandable storage with the next-gen consoles, we've talked about a couple of separate times here, um, with the super powerful hardware that they have in here, the issue with expandable storage is it has to be able to read and write super fast, which is why the hard drive that Microsoft has partnered with, I think it was Seagate. Right, it's so expensive. It, it's so expensive because it reads and writes so fast. It's the only one on the market right now that writes and reads that fast. So that's the thing. You can get an external hard drive and plug it into your Xbox just like you do now, but you cannot play any of the Xbox Series X exclusive games from the hard drive. But unless they've worked on some kind of compression that I don't know about, 364 and 667 is still really low. Even by today's standards. Well, if it makes you feel better, uh, Call of Duty Cold War on the PS5 and the, uh, the new Xbox Series X and S... It's going to be 133, 136 gigs. Yeah, so it's only half your storage. Yeah. Right. No big exactly. deal. So I'm... Oh, but no, no. It's... it they Yeah, it's it's bigger than the current gen by about 40 gigs. So what it's did a you good, expect? It's a, well, lower because they said they'd be smaller. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm expecting... I'm ultimately expecting a transition to an online server system where you pay for storage online so that the game files themselves are there... And you're paying for like like you do with Google One, you know, for a terabyte a month, you pay, you know, two bucks. Um, where they might go to that point where they're not doing hard drives anymore. It's just like you're paying for access to PlayStation servers. So it's like, do you want a one terabyte plan? Do you want a two terabyte plan? 
you know, and start doing subscriptions that way. So you're not having, you're using the console to play uh, through it, but you're no, you no longer have local storage on the system. So I question of would they need that? Would it really be feasible? Because at that point you're, you're streaming every aspect of that game when you're doing it at that point. Right. So your, your bottleneck is your, your ability to transmit data across the internet and receive it fast enough. So I think it would be super cool uh, because for the for the very reason that you said, it eliminates the need for local storage on the devices themselves. Um, I just feel like, as awesome as it is, I feel like mo- the, the the general consumer is, is going to have too much of a bottleneck to make it really worth it. Game Pass is already doing the things you're talking about. No, it's not. On different, on mobile devices it is. On Android it is. My experience with that was bad. <laughs> right, but what I'm saying is that this technology is early, but I think that's they're they're planning on doing oh. it. Even if you're just downloading part of it to your hard drive, where they put a little small hard drive in and they're downloading some of the basic framework stuff. Um, but the, you're, you're going to start seeing a time when, you know, you can access that storage online from any device and play it, kind of yeah. like what you're seeing with Xbox now. That, yeah, that's what, they're, that's what Xbox has been gearing up towards. Um, especially, They're definitely in the best position. Especially with the rumors of making a streaming stick with partnering with Samsung to put it in their TVs. Oh, yes, his dongle. Uh, oh, yes. He's just sticking his dongle everywhere. So I think that's exactly what we're going to see. I don't think we'll see like necessarily big storage options, options um, because you'll, you don't need to. I imagine you'll still see local storage for save data sure. for, your, for your games. Well, maybe. No, I, 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 I doubt it. I, you don't think so? Why would you? Yeah, I mean you can keep it all cloud. Faster read and writes for the the saves. Save data though. Sure, but I'm sure I'm sure that know. there will be you know they'll keep it on the cloud and you can have an option to keep part of it on your back it up or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that's ultimately where it's going, which is why I still think that this is the last generation of consoles. That after this, you're going to see a split and a diversification of of it to multiple platforms, online cloud, that kind of stuff. I agree because I mean at this point we've. We've pushed the limits when it comes to console gaming now. Because, like, building up all these years of going through all the different generations of consoles, it's all been leading up to the point where, okay, this console is now as good as this PC. Um, I mean, we're, we're pretty damn close now. The PC just kind of just keeps evolving. That's its own thing. It's its right. own argument. But we're, we're pretty much at the point now where we have gotten what we can get from physical hardware. So, like, where else can you go? You The technology that we Implants. have is just... Well, that would be super cool. Also terrifying, but... Cyberpunk. Right? <laughs> but, like, it's it's a whole whole different topic. Right. But it's a... Where else do you go? Hmm. You know, we're pretty much there. Yeah, the, the gaming industry just has to go where their customers are, and that's wherever the hell they want. So that's why... Streaming. You, that's, Everybody yeah. streams nowadays. Our minds. Yeah, we got right it. Right in the brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's... I, I have so Bezos. Way, so so Bezos. Do it. I have way more available space <laughs> than <laughs> the PS5. Look, you can just... I don't know. I'll rent Look, it out. It's fine. Take this chunk out right here. You can put whatever you want. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to taste, like, jalapenos anymore. No, you can just... All of this... Like, I'll remember that I like hot sauce. And it's fine. Speaking of our heads, that, that's our headlines for the week. Yay! Fucking <laughs> 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 So now we're... Going to move on to Weird News of the Week. Fantastic. 
So our weird news of the week, I get to start. Yay! Because I did something. <laughs> Although I'm very excited about both of yours. I'm very excited about yours. Um, <laughs> so I would like to introduce to you the Selk bag. I hate is, the name. <laughs> I love it. The original wearable sleeping bag is for gaming. So if it's uh, if it's cold, if it's chilly, if you're if it's something where you know you don't want to put a carry around on. a blanket or a sweater or layers, mm. you have a very much uh, a, a onesie made out of a sleeping bag that you can wear, and it is a comfy, cushy thing that if you're sitting on the floor, laying on the couch and playing a game, you can sit there and just be in whatever position you go, you want to be, because you can just kind of, you know, just hang out, and you can probably, you know, hold food and store stuff in there if you need snacks. Like a pouch, like a secret pouch? Yeah, probably a bunch of different pouches, so, um, you know, and it doubles uh, as, a, as an Among Us cosplay suit, you know, when you put the hood up. <gasps> That's brilliant! <laughs> That's the best part. It looks like you're wearing just, like, the thickest of snow gear. Uh, I feel like that's basically what this is. Yeah, and I don't really know why it's geared for gaming, uh, because it's because you got hands, I guess. But it's just like it just looks like you could, you know, wear it wherever. I mean, I would use it to, everywhere. To I take it to the store. To be fair, though, um, gaming, putting gaming on anything is the easiest way to get people intrigued. We're talking about it. Yeah, well, we are now talking Now that I look about it. about it, it looks like it was originally used for actual things that would be useful for, and what I found was someone using it for gaming. Because so. I was going to say, it's basically along the same lines of what a Snuggie is. Remember yeah. that, the blanket with sleeves, because people are too lazy to reach their hand no, no. out? No, no, it's not even a blanket with sleeves, it's a motherfucking backwards bathrobe, that's all it is. Yep, sure yeah, it is. pretty much. Yeah, so that's my uh, weird news uh, sleeping bag. Uh, that wow. was weird as hell, Greg, thank you. The silk bag <laughs> is not cheap. No, how much how, is that? How is that? Yeah. Uh, you can get one for $170. Nice. Jesus, Worth that's it. way more than I was expecting. Yeah. yeah, speaking of things that you don't expect... Um, Tell me about it. You're not going to expect how ridiculous, <laughs> and we're terrible with segues. Tyler, just tell your fucking story. Um, <laughs> so there was a uh, a local football team. Football, uh, not football like the American. Right, right. football. Right, like the most of the world understands it. Um, soccer for us Americans. Yes, it was a Scottish soccer team. Upgraded their stadium with uh, live tracking AI, so it followed the ball. Yeah, so while you're streaming the game, you can just be online, and, and the camera automatically moves back and forth. It's moving the ball. Which so is really, really cool. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Until it realizes it can't tell the difference between the ref's head, because he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> so it thinks the ref's head is the yeah, ball. Yeah, this yep. gif is great, because it's just the camera tracking down to this shiny you dome. Can, you can clearly see where like the direction the ball is taking does line up with his head, so I understand understand why it thinks that and then just latched on goes i got this yeah this is definitely where the ball is <laughs> it's so good it it's pretty so great i like, should be wearing a hat should be wearing but he a does kind of look like bezos he's so bezos yeah it, when he's super blurry he looks exactly like bezos so it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I guess it was every so often it just kind of glanced. It just like just <laughs> it's this... kind of funny though, really, when you think about it. Because well, over five hundred thousand sporting events have been broadcast using that camera technology. Is this the first time that there's been a bald ref that has been stuck on? <laughs> Where it went, it just couldn't tell the difference between the ball and the ref. Maybe I don't know. I feel like if if it happened all the time, they wouldn't be using it. 
Well, the the YouTuber from this, Chucky Hands, put a compilation together of that game of every time the camera oh. would track the referees. We'll, we'll need to and, link it because there are some moments where it's like, action, 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 ref. <laughs> like we'll, the ball goes nowhere near it. We'll, uh, we'll post it in, on Facebook where yeah. we posted a bunch of different articles lately. So Well, that is truly delightful. That's so good. It's so dumb. It's just it's just nice. <laughs> like yeah, That's kind of wholesome, really. Right? Like no harm done. It's just it's just a God ha- forbid it was silly. ever a basketball game where it's just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I can't do it. Oh, man, that'd be Awful. I think I might get sick watching that. Yep. Speaking of being sick watching body parts, Ryan, why don't you tell us about these weird, creepy gloves? So today we're talking about... Ah! <laughs> that was the best one so far, uh, next to Greg's recovery from your nightmare. <laughs> I set him up for the recovery. <laughs> you did. You sure did. So what, we're, what I'm talking about today are the Dexmo VR gloves. Now, what these gloves are is effectively it's it's something that you wear and you strap it to your fingers and it basically acts like muscles if you will so what it's supposed to do is give you like really really good haptic feedback when you're supposed to be picking something up in virtual reality so is it is it supposed to give you the the weight feel so like you pick up a sledgehammer not necessarily the weight but more like the resistance like this bottle if i pick it up you would feel the resistance from the bottle i know i'm going to use that for Exactly. So many great things. But so they showcase it in a couple of different videos. Uh, there was one YouTuber who did a review on it. It looks freaking weird as hell because so you the the fingers that are on the glove, they have straps on the end of them that connect to the tips of your fingers. So that whole finger looking thing is the the joint on it is really sticking out really aggressively. Um but the YouTuber that did a review on it uh, actually went in and, and they have like a whole VR game, if you will. It's like a, a test bench, effectively. But there's at one point he picks up a heart, like a beating human heart, and you can f- he, you can feel the beats in your fingers, like in real life, because of these gloves. It's it's very fine tuned, um, and they do t- do a lot to talk about the safety because you know if it's giving resistance to you it's it's got some sort of control and your your fingers are very important so you don't want to be putting too much pressure on them but it's super cool and i'd love to see stuff like this just maybe not so goddamn weird i was gonna say i feel like games would have to be tailored to it because it's taking it's assuming you're using hand tracking which yeah, not but a lot of games can you really use, do well. Right. I was going to say, because you can't use a controller with it. No. You'd no, be using you, hand tracking. Yeah, you'd have to be using the hand tracking. So, yeah, you're right. A lot of a lot of games would have to partner with these people to develop something to use it. Um, but it's, it's super cool that this exists. It is horrifying in every way because it looks like you basically have a spider controlling your fingers. And I really can't get that visual out of my head. Like, because, like, when you look at the thing... It's like, oh, those like go over your hand. Right. You think it just straps right. down onto your fingers. But, but no, no, it looks like that. You have an absolute nightmare on your hand of something that's like just about to just like yeah, yeah, and just drag weird. your hand away. So it's I just submitted a form requesting that I could get a possibility of buying one. That's super cool. What so, are you going to do if you actually get one? I don't one? know. It just said, what do you do? And I said, teach. And it said, what is your interest in this? And I said, teaching. And then it said, please explain what the project that you're going to use with it is. And I said, can't tell you. (laughs) Imagine if that works, though. I hope I get a link. That'd be so cool. Do we even know how much this thing costs? 
I don't, I don't think it's no, but the, on the email I receive anywhere. within 48 hours is going to tell me how much it costs. All right, three thousand well, dollars. Yeah, it's probably it's super not detailed. Cheap. Like the the mechanics inside of it, I guess, are really like very very specific um, and really finely tuned. So, but that's my weird story. It's horrifying, and you're welcome. Nice. Uh, well, I don't know when this is from. Oh, that's old. Never mind. I was gonna say it's. It, Goes for Did three you find a price? No, it said it goes for three twenty, but that was back in twenty fourteen. Oh my! For like their their early adoption ones, I don't know how much these versions go for. Um, yeah, the price is enterprise oriented. So do we? Yeah, it's not exactly designed for your standard consumer. They have a consumer edition coming up at some point. Wow, um, I I didn't even look at this. So they have like a bunch of different applications you can use with it. They have. A cabin simulator, so you can go through and like feel like in a plane, you could feel like the seats and the door handle and, and stuff the like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have surgeon simulator, oddly enough, uh, which makes a lot of sense really when you think about it. But just start flicking ribs out of a guy. Yeah, just smash his teeth with a hammer and pick them all out. Right. All right. Well, that was our weird news of the week. It sure was. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> and now we're moving on to... Greg Stockman and Honey. Ugh, Greg Stockman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Stock Minute is going to be brief. Probably less than a minute uh, this week. Uh, I'm currently holding nothing because of the election, so I just sold everything for now just to kind of see how it looks. Um, but things to keep in mind uh, going forward, uh, for example... Um, any um, companies like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates, um, a lot of these companies are going to see a big boost soon because of uh, California's passing of Prop 22, uh, which cla- is still allows these companies to classify their workers as independent contractors. Um, so it, it, it's, a, it's a big hit to the people that work for them, but a big boost to the people that are investing in them. Um, but leaving all that aside, uh, you have you have some companies that are are going to be doing IPOs soon, and one of them that I'm looking at is Airbnb. Uh, Airbnb is looking to go public here uh, within the next couple of months, I think, um, and might be an interesting look, uh, especially because they might open a little lower than than they expect. Um, but when this is all over and things start booming back, they might be looking good. But Prop 22 is going to help the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and but if you're looking at investing, they might be good ones to look at. So that's the stock minute. Hey, thanks, Greg. I'm Yay. really glad I was able to end on a high note this week. <laughs> thanks, everybody. I'm so proud of you, Greg. You did so good. So that was our Nanner News uh, for this week. Thank you for joining us. And as always, if you want more information about us, you can go find us on whowantsbananas.com. You can see us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook at Who Wants Bananas. You can find us at YouTube at Who Wants Bananas. Because if you're listening to this and you want to see our faces, you can go on there and see our faces. Tell your friends. Tell your families. Uh, tell your enemies. Tell your grandparents. They'll love it. Just don't tell my family. <laughs> All right, everybody. In one ride-sharing company, say goodbye. Lyft. Uber. (laughs) Shouldn't be that hard. Goodbye.